You're listening to Comedy Central. Hello, you're listening to Everyday Decisions. I'm Joe Firestone. Uh, this, the following episode, I just want to say, is recorded before the quarantine. It's with Barry Sonnenfeld, who uh, is an incredible man. You might have known his work from Men in Black or The Addams Family. He's worked in Hollywood forever. He's a fascinating man. He's got a book out uh, called Barry Sonnenfeld, Call Your Mother, which is a memoir, and it's um, it's a very, very engaging read. And uh, I think you'll like his routines, if not be amazed by them. Um, if you're, I hope you're staying safe and that you are taking care of yourself. Um, I found out about a, this website called, well, it's like a hyperlink. I think it's called a hyperlink. It's a bit, bitly.com slash NYC coronavirus. And that if you're in New York City, these are, this is a list of charities that you can donate to. Um, or maybe if you need help, you can go to. So, uh... That that was uh, something I learned about this week. You know, do what you want. This is pretty much just gossip. I'm telling you, spreading gossip. So, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy this episode. And, you know, whatever you do on your computer is your business. <laughs> okay. Okay, enjoy. Okay, so we got Barry here. Okay, so Barry, it's, it's like 11, 15 a.m., Okay, so 24 hours ago, I truly, I've, uh, you were probably the most accomplished person I've ever spoken to. I really don't, I, I read your book. I don't really understand how you live your life. I would love to learn a little bit more. Well, uh, I live a life of sort of lying on the couch and no. reading. No. Yeah. No, I don't? I can't believe that. I, I would love to know. Okay, let's go. Okay, that's a wild thesis. Let's, Okay. I live in the most beautiful place, which is Telluride, Colorado. Uh-huh. We live there year-round. But, but the, um, the, um, the breathing is hard. Well, the breathing is very hard. Our house is at 10,000 feet. In fact, if we were an airplane, we would be required by the FAA to be pressurized. <laughs> okay. In fact, at one point, I thought, let's pressurize the house. We'll put in a revolving door instead of a normal door. And then I realized the problem would be every time a guest opened the window, they'd be sucked (laughs) out of the house and like sent down the ski slope. So Uh we live at 10,000 feet. We live surrounded by beauty. Uh, 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 There are many 14,000 foot mountains surrounding us, but my wife and I, sweetie, are too old to ski. We're Uh too old to hike. Uh-huh. I have sciatica from unconscious narcissistic rage. Okay. So, yes. um, I, I, yes, I, I learned sp- about that. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's true. So I spend a lot of time lying on the couch with uh-huh. my Kindle. Oh, you do the Kindle. I do the Kindle, uh, or I do, uh, the iPad Kindle. Okay. Uh, I don't, but I re- do all my reading electronically. I, I read a lot. I get sent scripts. I read them, you know, electronically. So uh-huh. I do very little. I, I have a dog. What but, kind? Well, here's the problem, uh, <laughs> Joe. The problem is that it's a Portuguese water dog, which are very, you know, Obama had to, uh-huh. and they're very headstrong. So I live in the country. We have 62 acres of land, uh-huh. but I have to walk my dog on a leash. Otherwise, he will eat elk poop, <laughs> okay. uh, uh, which is fine as it turns out, but disgusting. But coyote poop is a real problem, I've been told. Oh, 
because it's too close to them. See, the elk poop they get rid of, uh-huh. but the coyote poop is so close to dogs, I've been told, uh-huh. that they uh, they can be harmed eating that Oh, they poop. get the worms. They get, they the, get worms. the worms. So in yeah. any case, I'm stuck walking the dog on a leash, which is sort of like defeats the purpose of living on 62 sure. acres. Yeah. sure. So that's what I do in Telluride. I mean, I'm here in New York with you yeah. on the book tour, so yeah. that's different. Okay, so first of all, it's amazing how similar your life sounds to my life based on <laughs> what you just described, because I do a lot of on-the-couch reading and taking the dog for a walk. That's, right. But he's, and he's also on a leash. Good point, but good point. But you've lived a, a wild life. You have a wild life. You know that. You uh, have a crazy life. I I have lived an unusual life. Let me say one difference is when you walk your dog, I bet you rarely have to deal with elk poop. No, in, yeah, there's in not a York. lot of elks in New York. They're no, not. Yeah. And if they do, they, they have respect not to poop on the ground. On the ground. That's yeah. Or they pick it up. They pick up after Yeah, themselves. they pick up yeah. after yeah. themselves. Yeah, sophisticated elk. So here I am, you uh-huh. know, as Will Smith says, and I mentioned this in the book, that uh-huh. Will, and I've done four movies with him, The Three yeah. Men in Blacks and Wild Wild West, but Will used to say he wanted to take me to public schools in Philly, where he <laughs> grew up, and point to me and say, if if this man could direct big budget movies with yeah. movies, anyone can. <laughs> Well, so you have like one of the like, OK, so I read the book. You have truly one of the most successful careers of maybe anybody. But you probably don't get recognized. Oh, and, God, no. So you're just like walking through the street. People think who knows what they think about you. But you're truly you've shaped. I'd say you've shaped quite a big chunk of culture. Well, uh, well, thank you very much. Joe. I really <laughs> appreciate it. You know, it's it's funny because occasionally I'll be at some event and I'll wear a name tag, uh-huh. and people will come up to me and say, you're Barry Sonnenfeld, and I go, yeah, I'm Barry Sonnenfeld, and they go, why did you stop writing your Esquire column? They remember me because for almost 10 years I had a monthly column in Esquire called The Digital Man where I would write about electronics and uh-huh. cell phones and cameras, but Sweetie was always my foil, and uh, my wife, yeah. so they would come up to me and say, how's Sweetie? You know, and I've always been very accessible, as you can tell from my book. I'm yeah. I'm guileless, and my column was very much like that way. Uh-huh. I would write about my own neuroses and stuff <laughs> like that. So, um, but no, I never get recognized, and wow. that's fine with me. Wow, I mean, I feel like you've really you've really gotten in to a little like a really good spot with the with the Hollywood machine. Well, you know, here's the other thing: where you don't want to be is living in L.A. Um, you know. Uh, we hate L.A. W- well, we love working in L.A., but, but we, when we're not working. We don't like it. We don't want to be there. No, we don't. Because then literally you'll be at a restaurant and someone will say, did you retire? And you go, <laughs> no, I'm just between jobs. Uh, you know, Mike Nichols once said about Hollywood that the, the attitude in Hollywood, and it's so true, is not only do I have to succeed, but my friends have to fail. And and uh, you don't want to live that life. So Sweetie and I decided, you know, we, we lived in East Hampton, uh-huh. in the Hamptons for 30 years, but we would get out in the summer to make room for all the angry well, that's people. that's very nice of you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we would give up our table at Nick and Tony's. Very loyal, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, 
because it's just too horrible there in the summer and sure. everyone's angry. <laughs> and you can't make a left turn. So that's a real problem. So uh, we also felt that I was never going to get work where I lived. If I lived in L.A., I'd be working in Atlanta. If I lived uh -huh. in New York, I'd be working in Vancouver. Just yeah. you never en end up getting a job where you live. So we felt live in the most beautiful place you can find. And for 30 years, it was the Hamptons until it just got too crazy. Yeah. And uh, now we live in Telluride and lay on the couch and read books. It's so insane to hear you say this because this is what everybody my age says that's still kind of trying to find their feet that they're never going to find work where they live, and it just keeps happening. It just right. will be like that forever. It will be like that forever. Oh, and, God. And the other, the other thing is, since work is so hard and and oh. takes up so much of your life, figure uh -huh. out what you want to have fun doing, yeah. and then you'll figure out a way to make money doing it. I mean, so if, if you want to be a writer call yourself a writer. I mean, when I started out and I got out of film school, the reason I could call myself a cameraman, because the first third of my career was as a cinematographer, was I bought a used 16 millimeter camera. So without feeling like a dilettante, I could say, yeah, I'm a cameraman. You I mean, it. now everything's video, but then it was all film. Yeah. So, okay. So say it's 11 I just want to know, like, a typical, like, so, like, 11 a.m. yesterday. I know this is kind of, you're not in Telluride. Right. This is a little different. But this what's... Is, this is so not typical because I'm on this book tour. Yeah. And I'm in New York City, you know. Yeah. So it's, but, so yesterday I did a series of interviews. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, took cabs, got receipts. <laughs> uh, uh, because the publishing industry can't really afford... To um, on the one hand, they can't afford to do things like you know have a town car taking you from interview they to can't. interview. No, nah, it's too expensive. Okay. But on the other hand, they publish my book, uh -huh. so you know I mean a first-time writer. So uh -huh. you you've got to give them a lot of slack. So sure. I took various cabs. Okay. I have my little bottle of Purell. So after I touch the seatbelt, uh -huh. I rub my hands, and uh -huh. then I get out of the cab, and I rub my hands, uh -huh. I press the elevator, I put more Purell, <laughs> okay. so I did a series of interviews, and then last night we had a uh, book party for about 80 of our friends. Is, is uh, your wife here too? My, yeah, sweetie is here. Uh -huh. uh, she was, you know, buying things. Okay. Uh, you know, shoes, yeah. went to Koss, bought, bought another outfit. I always wondered who shops at Koss. Sweetie. Okay. Yeah, sort of sporty <laughs> older women. Uh, and uh, beautiful, sporty older women yes. in Sweetie's case. And uh -huh. then, uh, and the party was at Maya Lin's house. You know, she uh, designed the Vietnam Memorial in Washington. Oh, just uh, just that. Just that, uh -huh. yeah. Uh, and they have a triplex on Madison Avenue. I didn't Her. even know that was a word. <laughs> I never even knew. Triplex? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It can happen. Okay. Uh, and she, uh, she and her husband, Daniel Wolf, his father, Irv Wolf, started the... Uh, Wolf Cattle Company, okay. although a Jew, so you wouldn't expect a lot of cowboys surrounding <laughs> Judaism. But Any relation to Dick Wolf? None. No. Okay. Okay. God, no. Uh, and we uh, had a great time. I saw a lot of old friends and some, the few relatives I speak to, that and, kind of stuff. And is there food? Yes, and in fact, Maya's joke 
was that uh, all the catering was sort of Jewish food. Okay. There was little glasses with borscht. There were little potato pancakes. Oh, my gosh. Mini pastrami sandwiches. Come on. It was phenomenally good. So you're, you eat at parties. Some people don't. Because they're afraid the food's bad or no, because they don't want to be seen holding food? I think that uh, I think some people don't want to be seen holding food. No, I I embrace food. You embrace food. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what, these are little things, though. Are you filling up? If you have enough of these mini potato pancakes, you'll do fine. I will say uh, I, I was talking a lot, so I didn't uh-huh. eat that much. So afterwards, and this sounds so cool, <laughs> Sweetie and I, after the party, cabbed, and the receipt was of no use to me because... The book party was not part of uh-huh. Hachette's okay. uh, uh, allotted, uh, you know, uh, so this, interviews. This cab was on you. This cab was on me, but uh-huh. I so the receipt was of no use. But then we cab back down to uh, Nobu downtown, wow. and then had uh, uh, some sushi and a uh, uh, couple martinis at Nobu. Wow! Now, what time is it now? It's now. 10.30 at night. Wow, you had Nobu at 10.30 at night. Yes, because we we, we do that. You yeah. do that. Yeah, now, although in Telluride, we, we go to sleep very early. But So you guys have been married for how long? We've been married for uh, this April will be 31 years, so I'm going to say 30 at the moment. Okay, okay. So so you you guys go to sushi at at ten thirty, and I don't want to get too I don't want to pry too much, but like, do you guys still are you guys still chatting during meals? Oh yes, we don't sit there with phones looking at you know text messages. You guys are no, we we chat. We have very similar uh, points of views about movies and uh-huh. aesthetics, and can't understand why not. Most of our children have different opinions about movies that we do. We never take their advice because they're always so not what we like. So you guys are just like chatting. Like, do you debrief about the party? Like, do you guys? We we chatted about the party. We chatted about what would happen the next day. We're renting a car today to drive out to Huntington to an event tonight and then continuing on. To the Hamptons, I'm going to do a book signing at the school Sweetie and I started almost 30 years ago in the Hamptons that's still going. So, Whoa. Uh, yeah, no, we, we chat. We uh, enjoy each other's company. That's, that's a nice situation. It's really nice. I think I've yeah. been with my boyfriend for a year and a half. I don't think we, I'd say we have talked maybe 30% of the time. Uh, maybe that's why you're still together. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. <laughs> So then, okay, so you eat your late-night sushi, very hip. Was it crowded? Shockingly crowded because Uh we had gone there Sunday night, which is usually, you know, a night that the Jews go out for Asian food. Uh uh, And it was fairly empty, and we were there earlier. So we were surprised how crowded it was at 1030. We sat upstairs at the bar uh, bar area, which Uh is uh, sort of fantastic. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so you have a couple martinis. You pretty much live in the New York life. Yep. And then you go you go home? 
Well, we go to the apartment we're renting uh-huh. uh, at a place called The Lyric. We love the financial district. You uh, do. We, uh, we owned a an apartment for many years when we lived in the Hamptons at 25 Ann Street. Then we lived in the Geary building, you know, that aluminum face. Um, People live in there. Yeah, they wow. do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's 76 stories tall. I think Questlove lives there, in fact. I used to see him in the elevator when when we lived. In, wow. You know, it's an all-rental building. So we rented two different apartments there over the years, and we love the financial district. It's kind of great. I just got to I gotta know why. I've never, ever loved the financial district. You you haven't really spent any time there. Where should I go? What's what's to love? Well, there's a cost store at the <laughs> o- at the Oculus. You could uh, become sporty. Okay. Maybe you're too okay. young for cost. I okay. don't know. I went there yesterday uh-huh. during my 24 hours between 11:15 and now uh-huh. to the Mont Blanc store. What's that? Chocolate or watches? Uh, watches and pens. Okay. Uh, to buy some refills, which are very hard to find, rollerball broad refills. In fact, I'm uh, I'm showing it to you. Yeah, even yeah. though this is radio. That's a thick pen. I love thick pens. I love fountain pens. I love wow fountain. But you know what? Anything that can be um, an affectation. <laughs> For instance, you'll note I have two watches <laughs> on. The only other person I ever knew with two watches was, and you have two phones. Yes, but really three numbers because this phone has two different SIM cards in it. What? So oh yeah, that's possible. Yeah, you want that? Wow, you know I don't. I'm not trying to compare you at all. This is not trying to compare you at all. But Go I ahead. do want to just say that R. Kelly once hit on my sister-in-law in the streets of Chicago. Okay, came out of a limo, popped his head out of limo, said, "I want you to give. I'll give you five of my numbers." Really? Yeah. yeah. All right, he wins. I okay, but three. I just we, we we don't want to say R. Kelly wins though. But, you know, of but course. But by not. the way, he might not win because I've got three landline numbers <laughs> okay. and three cell numbers. No so matter I'm what, you win. Six. You okay, win good, for good. sure. But against you R. Th- Kelly, that's three. Great. Who's call, who knows all the numbers? No one. No one knows all the numbers. Uh, my wife and my daughter may may know them, but they don't know them, but they can look up Barry uh-huh. on their phones and find three numbers. I just, so. I don't, okay, why would anyone have six numbers? What is, what is the? Well, in Telluride, you know, you want multiple landline numbers so that one rolls over to the next so that when people are staying at your house, if they're on the phone and someone needs to reach me, they don't uh-huh. get a busy signal, it will roll over. And we've okay. got seven bedrooms, and during the holidays, a lot of people come and visit us. So you need wow. multiple lines. And truthfully, one of my three phones is a Canadian number because I spend a lot of time in Vancouver. Uh-huh. And the other two numbers are so good, I don't want to give either <laughs> I don't need both of them, but they're just good numbers. What's an, Okay, you don't have to tell your cell phone numbers, but what's an example of a good number? I don't really... What do you mean by good numbers? Well, one ends uh, with a lot of zeros, <laughs> okay. which is extraordinary. And uh, one end, and one number is one number, and then the next six digits just keep repeating. Oh. It would be like one, two, one, two, one, That's two. That's a great number. 
Uh, one of the great regrets of my entire life is when I lived in the East Village, uh-huh. when it was really scary uh-huh. in the 70s, my phone number was 7777889. Oh. And the fact that I gave up that number and didn't just keep paying for the number in case I ever moved back to New York oh. 40 years later. How oh, do you give up that number? That's a great number. Yeah, I think that the, some gone. cab company took that guy. Well, you know, it's so funny because uh, Tel Aviv Car Service uh-huh. was uh, 777-7777. Yeah. It turned out that there was a there's a, fa- a pretty famous producer who I had worked with named Mark Gordon. And when he lived in the, the village, my number was 777-7889. And his was 777 777- Seven seven eight nine, and occasionally, and we didn't know each other at the time, but occasionally someone would accidentally call him for me or me for him. Boring, but yet true. It's, it's okay. So I, I mean, okay, I'm getting the sense that you, you really, you, you got your favorite things. You li- really like things. Yeah. You like numbers. You like yes. little big pens. Are you like, are you that way with everything? Like with like food and clothes too. Yeah, and cars. I'm, you know, and this is in my book, but, you know, I'm a hoarder, first of all, because uh, I grew up often without electricity or phone service, Mm -hmm. or we would have to avoid Lou the Butcher because we owed Lou too much money. So I think I compensated now by having way too many pens, way too many watches. By the way, I'll tell you, Three other people that wear two watches. Okay. Brian Williams, the newscaster. Okay. And he has the same watch. This is the that's, Breitling Emergency. That's this, a big watch. This has a six-foot antenna in it. What? And if we were in, if the what? building fell down on us, but we were still alive, uh-huh. I could unscrew this. No. And it sends a satellite to, uh, it sends a signal to both uh EMT and a satellite, and no. we'll get rescued. So Inspector Gadget. Yes, yes. So you may want to hang out with me. So That's... Brian Williams has the same watch for the same reason. Oh my God! But you own many other watches, and you can't never wear another watch. But if you take the Breitling emergency uh-huh. off, uh, the uh, Jews have a, a phrase called the Kunahara, uh-huh. and here's what the Kunahara <laughs> is. Kunahara is. Never, ever say, is this the greatest day ever? Because God will hear you say that, and it will start to lightning and thunder or something. Sure. It's like breaking the glass at the wedding, right? Right. You, yes, exactly. So uh-huh. you, you have to never show any enthusiasm. or any, <laughs> So in the case of the Breitling emergency, if I took this watch off uh-huh. to wear another watch, God would say, schmuck, he took the watch off. Watch this. And then there would be an earthquake. So you really can't take this off, but you own other watches, of so course. you wear two you wear, watches. Yeah, of course. My cousin Robert is a two-watch wearer. Two watch I just wearer. want to put that out there. And yeah. the other two people are uh, Richard E. Grant, the okay. actor. I worked with him, and he looked at me, and he said, two watches? And I said, yeah, and then he showed me his two watches. Wow. Same watch, which is Interesting. Unusual. 
And the third one is uh, Buzz Aldrin, the second man to walk on the moon. I think that's a nice that's a nice register. Yeah, it's you a know? good group. Yeah, good group. Yeah, I'll take it. So two watches. No R. Kelly. No R. Kelly. I mean, R. Kelly's really losing at this point. <laughs> I think he is. So you do two watches. You do you 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 got a lot of stuff. Yeah. 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 But you'd prefer if if you could prefer to spend most of your time not walking through different buildings at home. At home reading. I love our home. I love doing nothing. I don't feel guilty or I don't feel like I'm a loser. <laughs> I mean, I may be a loser. I'm just saying I don't feel. By the way, and again, no one will see what I'm doing. Uh-huh. But Something's crinkling. Oh. Here's <laughs> just from one pocket. What's all this? <laughs> What's... There's a lot of stuff coming out. Right. Okay. And you would think, well, what's this? This is... A cylinder that has an aspirin in it in case I feel like I'm having a heart attack. These are individually packages packages of uh, butt wipes. Okay, okay. Moistened butt wipes. You know, I uh, usually have three or four chapsticks because uh-huh. you don't want to run out. I only have one chapstick. Uh-huh. I have three different glass, glass cleaners. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and some, you know, Purell. Well. And some and, mints from and some the, mints from, from the it looks like from a restaurant. Room. Yeah, okay, from the Rainbow Room. Yeah, sure. You know well, me. Of course, uh, you're a, you're in the you're in the places to be. Right. So you seem prepared at all times. Yes. Yet I always feel desperately not prepared and constantly worried about everything that could go wrong. Can I ask you something? Yeah, okay, so, that's so, why I'm here. So, Hello. <laughs> so, okay, I do think there are two kinds of people in this world. People that leave Band-Aids places and people that find Band-Aids. Which, which are you? Uh, well, if I found... I, I wear Band-Aids. Is that a third category? Yeah. Uh, uh, I would carry Band-Aids with me. Uh, uh, in fact, that's a great idea, and I still have room in my pocket. Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You want okay. you want to be constrained by big bulging pockets. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you, but you're are you a fashion guy? I wear ties. You yeah. Know, when I started out, when I, well, even in film school, but when I got out, especially, uh-huh. I always wore a tie. I think you really should dress for success. I really do, and. By wearing a tie, even when I was just like, you know, uh, a camera assistant on a documentary or something, uh-huh. I wanted to be remembered so someone could say, well, on some other job, let's hire the guy with the tie. What was <laughs> his name? Oh, Barry. Yeah, let's get that. He wore the tie. Yeah. So I've always worn ties every day on every set I've ever been on. I wear a tie so you feel like you're going to work because well. film business is... You know, it's so it's like dirty and weird and boring and slow and yeah. there's no energy. So, if you wear a tie, you f- I also direct from a saddle. What? I direct from a saddle. What is? You know, like a saddle, the thing you put on a horse. Uh huh. Yeah, because here's the, here's the reasoning <laughs> for that. Where's the saddle go? Well, I actually have two horses now. I what? have. <laughs> what are you talking? Since two thousand and two. The saddle sits on top of an apple box, which is, you know, a box that uh, uh-huh. grips an electric. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a milk crate, uh-huh. you know. 
And that apple box is uh-huh. screwed to a platform uh-huh. that originally had four wheels, one on each corner. Okay. But the damn thing kept throwing me, and I kept falling off the horse. <laughs> so I made the grips put 12 wheels on the platform. So each corner has three <laughs> wheels. So now it's very stable. So basically it is straight out of Wild Wild West. It It is. Uh-huh. I started... No, actually, I didn't have it on Wild Wild West. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, I had it starting on Men in Black 2. Uh, and I, I've had it for 18 years now. Uh, Can your feet touch the ground? Oh, yeah. You need it to propel you. you okay, need, so you got... You, I propel myself with my <laughs> okay. feet and I go up to the act. I, you know, I saunter up And this to is the, different than walking... The advantages are? Well, the advantages are, A, director chairs, those canvas things are Uh really bad for your back. Okay. And as we've discussed, I have sciatica. Okay. Second of all, uh, you sit up straight. Uh Uh-huh. Third of all, you look manly because you're sitting (laughs) on a saddle, so you get a lot of respect. But on the last show I did, Uh Rose Lamb, who is the other executive producer, I kept saying, we should motorize this. We should motorize uh-huh. this. So Rose bought a rascal. You know those things that old mm-hmm. people drive oh, around yeah. in, you know, in Arizona, you know, yeah. in their retirement community. Uh-huh. She bought a rascal, bought a very beautiful saddle, uh-huh. had the uh, special effects department take the seat off the rascal uh-huh. and put this um, saddle on, and it has a joystick. It's got a battery. Uh-huh. It goes really fast, and now I can r- ride up to actors without looking stupid by using my feet to propel myself. You're a wild man. This is a, this is a wild fact. You think so, but I have to tell you something. Huh. Everyone thinks the saddle is stupid until they are on the set, and then they'll come up to you and say, "Hey, back." Can I sit? Do you? Could you? What? Can I sit on the saddle? And you go, yeah, sure, go ahead, Will. Will gets on the saddle and rides around. I, I have video of Patrick Warburton riding around on the saddle, uh, and Will even wanted to be on the saddle when it wasn't even motorized. So okay, yeah. so I mean, essentially, okay, we really have not gotten past bedtime, but I just want to say that it it seems like you're just yourself wherever you go. Uh, as, uh, as Sweetie is, and it's amazing she's still married to me, but as Sweetie knows, there are no secrets. Every Everyone knows everything about me. Uh, Grips would come up to Sweetie and go, how's your uterus? Because I would tell them <laughs> stories about Sweetie's uterus. You know, there just are no secrets. Um, I'm, as I say, I'm guileless. And it seems like yeah. a great way to be. Why not? You know, yeah. we're all going to die probably a lot sooner than we want sure, to. Sure, sure. And um, so I find it amusing and horrifying to be me, but why not? <laughs> Wait, and okay, so let's go. Okay, so at this, what time are you going to bed? Well, going to bed is different than going to sleep. So I'm going to say that after Nobu, we got into bed at uh, 11, 18. Okay. Here's something else. Always be very specific. Uh-huh. If if you're going to meet, if someone says, how long before you get, like, oh, okay, when I was a okay. cameraman, okay. Um, people would say, how long is it going to take you to light this scene? Uh-huh. You Don't ever say 20 minutes. 20 minutes means nothing. Uh-huh. Everyone always says 20 minutes. But if you say 
13 minutes. They think you've thought about it, and they are ready with the actors at 13 minutes. But if you say 20, they go, yeah, okay, let me know when you're close. Uh-huh. If you say 13, they know you mean 13. So okay. I'm saying we're saying, in yeah. bed at 11, 18. Here's the problem. Uh-huh. First of all, when you're in Telluride at 10,000 feet, uh-huh. it's impossible to sleep. There's no oxygen. We have an oxygen <laughs> generator, and Sweetie and I both wear, you know, those little th- nose clips and breathe oxygen. Cute. And yeah. what's weird is it seems like the machine is a sentient being because one night about three months after we had this <laughs> and every night I would listen to the machine, I would say, sweetie, am I the only one in this room who thinks the machine is talking and using words? And sweetie said, no, I've been thinking the <laughs> same thing. So that's a little creepy. But that helps a little bit, but uh-huh. I'm so anxious, I'm so worried, I'm so nervous. I so think that when you get in bed, yeah, it's the first time you're alone with yourself and can start to worry about all the things that could go oh, horribly, s- horribly wrong. You save it for the night. Save it for the night. Okay. So, like, I was in bed at 11, 18. I probably slept from... Uh, Four to six. No. Oh yeah. If I you get... got a five-hour window of worry. Oh yeah. Oh. There's a lot to be worried about. Oh my god. In case you gosh. don't know. Uh, sure, sure. And so you're just kind of eyes open. No, they're closed. They're closed. Yeah, you okay. can worry better with your eyes closed. <laughs> okay, Hello. So, so glasses off. Oh God, yes. Yeah. Okay. Glasses off. Eyes closed. Fully awake. And then you imagine things. You imagine what if my daughter dies in a plane crash. Oh, that's when you start to think about that. Right, what okay. if Buddy, who has the is my Portuguese water dog, what okay. if Buddy pulls himself and his leash away from me, runs after a coyote, the leash uh-huh. catches him, he can't uh-huh. get back to me, but now there's okay. several coyotes and that's, they eat him. That's what you just, you thought about that last night. Yeah, yeah. it could happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you're just kind of running through these, sure. and Sweetie's fast asleep. She's been having trouble sleeping, too. But you both are quiet with your eyes closed, thinking about your own. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. But Sweetie doesn't worry. She just can't sleep. She's oh. wasting time trying to fall asleep without worrying. Okay, so at least you're making the best of it. I'm making the best of my <laughs> lack of sleep. To lie there going, I'm so frustrated I'm not sleeping is just a waste when you could be thinking, what if my daughter dies in a plane crash? Okay, so then you go to sleep from 4 to 6. 6 a.m. you're awake. Yeah. And are we popping out? Or are we spending in more Telluride, time? In we're popping out. Uh-huh. Uh, here, it's kind of gloomy and you're in the financial district. What are you going to do? And I, I will admit at some point, point most nights I get frustrated and I, enough, and I haven't told you this, but I'm going to, okay. that I'll lift up my smaller of my two iPads and oh, read. You got two iPads? Well, yeah. Okay. A big one and a small one. A 9.7 and a 12.9. Hello. I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry I assumed that there was only one. No, that's and I also have two Kindles. Which oh, two two Kindles I use. I have more Kindles <laughs> I because when you get a new one, you don't want to trade 
uh-huh. the old one in because she'll only get forty bucks. And what if? You, and I still have regrets about giving up that triple seven phone number. So, right, right, okay. So I'm getting a very, very clear picture of of your life, a little sure. bit, just yeah. a fraction of it. But any a li- neurosis that you're saying is no, good, none. Good, healthy, good. healthy as a bug, you know. <laughs> so then you. Okay, so you read a little bit, but then at 6 a.m. you're awake, but you're not jumping now. No, I'll say maybe I should meditate. Okay, we're uh, meditating. Uh, yeah, so, but, you know, meditating is so hard when you haven't used up all your worrying. <laughs> okay. So you start to meditate, and then you think, yeah, but what if? So, and then you go, no, 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 go back to meditating. So then that gets frustrating, but uh-huh. I, I really do try to meditate most days. And then you do we eat breakfast? Yes, it's di- again it's different in New York. Uh-huh. In New York this morning I had a bagel with scooped out inside you and do some scoop butter. Out. Yeah, I, we do the scoop out. You both calories, do. Yeah, you know. yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh and you with butter. Yeah. Interesting. I was disappointed sweetie got the bagels and where she got them they didn't have little tubs of vegetable cream cheese or cream cheese with scallions. Interesting. So that was a sadness. But it also makes your, if you eat the cream cheese stuff, sometimes your mouth starts to smell like old socks, which (laughs) is around the outside. I don't know why. So the butter is a little better because it's real. And then you got to really soap up your face to get rid of the stench. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Never thought about that in my life. Well, okay, try it. So, try it. Get back to me. I'll smell somebody else's oh, face yeah, right. after I'll, they... I'll, I'll call you one yeah, yeah. yeah, Please do. Okay, so then uh, you have the bagel, and this this is... Uh, what time is it now? Um, 7.40. I've been in bed for an hour oh, just stewing. We're, this is really early. Okay. We've well, had no, the bagels. I've been up since 6. Right, so, right. Yeah, of course. Right. And then we have the bagels at 7.40 in the morning. Right. Then, mm-hmm. we, then we shower. Mm-hmm. Again, it's different in Telluride. Okay. I will shower and then luxuriate in a hot bath clean. So I'll, what? Wa- I'll shower first, soap up, uh-huh. you know, wash myself. You're like Noah, two of everything. <laughs> I am so like Noah. <laughs> oh, my Except God. Except he had a real good relationship with God that I don't seem to have. Well, but, sure. Yeah. And he has a boat. Do you have a boat? No, uh, we did once. I hmm. uh, uh, we accidentally bought a boat, and it was a big mistake. It was hysterically funny, and because we thought we were going to die, because I don't know what I'm doing. I need lanes. I need dotted lines on the water. Then I'd be great. <laughs> so, okay. So then you uh, you take your shower. You yeah. like to take a bath after your shower. Yeah, and luxuriate, as I right, say. Right. You know, read some emails, uh-huh. watch the Weather Channel. Uh-huh. I live for the Weather Channel. Interesting. You know, I, I am slight friends with Brian Williams, and I said, if 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 he ever could, I'd love him to introduce me to Jim Cantori, who's a weatherman on the Weather Channel. Uh, 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 I'm acquaintances with Al Roker. Al Roker was an alien in the first Men in Black. I'm huge fan of what? meteor. If I could make directing money uh-huh. as a meteorologist, I would do it. Why do you like that? It's always changing. It seems sentient. You know, the weather seems like a living, breathing animal uh-huh. that seems to be out to get me. 
I, that's the other great thing about Telluride is you in the summer, uh-huh. you sit on the deck for hours, uh-huh. and you you do one of two things. You you look at clouds and say, does that look like a dog eating a slice of pizza? Or and then and so there's that. Uh-huh. Or when it's a blue sky and there are no clouds, uh-huh. I own an air dancer. What's an air? Dancer? You know those. Uh, inflatable tubes you see like outside of used car lots, you no. know, the the you, no. you know, the tube yeah. with arms that move you, around based on the wind. So uh, I bought one. You bought one. And what color? talk about uh, sort of a reddish orange. Uh-huh. Uh, more red than orange. Okay. It's fat talk about meditation because you can watch it for hours and go, now it dipped to the right. Now it's upright. Now what now wait, why did it bend right then? <laughs> It really does take on a life of its own. You so, have the craziest life of anyone I've ever talked to. I can't believe I doubt it. I really do. I never met anyone like you. I mean, I think that you have chosen such nice paths for your life. Here's what I think. Uh-huh. I think everyone's life is as interesting but refuse to tell you the truth okay. of what's going on inside their head. They're not going to tell you, uh-huh. but they're just as out there as I am. I promise. So, can I ask you this? So, okay, so yeah. you are, this is I, it's, unfortunately we have to wrap it up. But yeah, I, sure. I want to know. Okay, so if you if you just could recommend one, I know you have a lot of things that are really good going on right now. But <laughs> if you could recommend one thing that you're like, this is really good. People should try this. This is this is one way to get the Bar- the Barry Sonnenfeld lifestyle. I would say I'm shocked that more people don't embrace two watches. Everyone has two watches. Why not wear them? People wear two earrings and necklaces. Uh-huh. And, and so I, I really think if I could give anyone advice uh-huh. to watch. First of all, there's no more which hand is my watch on. No matter what hand none you of, raise. None of that. None That's, of, there's that the question watch. is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Everyone owns more than one nice watch. You've had a watch you've loved. Then your wife has bought you a watch for the an- your sure. anniversary. Yeah, classic. You can't not wear that watch, but nope. it may not be your favorite watch. But your wife. She's going to say, oh, you don't like the watch? She's not wear-. No. So two watches, uh-huh. happy wife, happy, happy watch. Yeah, <laughs> right. there you go. So, wow, so if people are thinking, I want to live like Barry Seinfeld, first step, Two watches. Two watches. That, and it's an easy first step. The others are much more difficult and really take a, a real evaluation of your entire life's goals and mores and attitudes. Like, you know, like I would also say, but again, this is very hard for people. <laughs> Embrace pessimism. Uh. Uh, there's no upside in optimism. Here's, here's, what, I, here's uh. what I tell people. Hold on. I'm going to help you. I'm, Joe, I'm going to help okay. you. Okay. If you if you get on an airplane with your boyfriend uh-huh. and say to him, this plane is going to crash. Uh-huh. Before we get to Cleveland, this plane is going to go down. Mm-hmm. Either one of two things happen. Okay. If it starts to spiral towards the earth, uh-huh. you get to elbow him and say, am I right <laughs> or what? Which is a win. If you don't crash and you live and you land in Cleveland, uh-huh. that's a win too. Because you didn't die. Right. So if you embrace pessimism, you'll Uh never be disappointed. You're either right (laughs) or wrong, and either one is good.
What it a, did well. rain on your wedding day, just like you said. Uh-huh. Or you had a great wedding and it was beautiful. Either way, it's a win-win. So, wow. What a beautiful outlook. <laughs> harder than two watches. So that's why I'm starting you Understood. off easily Thank with you. two watches. Thank you so much. It's so generous of you. It's a pleasure. Wow. Barry, thanks so much for coming on this show. Well, it's a pleasure, I, I learned so much. Thank you. Beautiful. And wow. thank you for your questions. They were great. Oh, thanks a lot. And uh, this... I really recommend your book to anybody. Oh, what a treat. Thank you. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.